now tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of All Things Music. Ryan here with uh, Ian on a beautiful casual Friday at Liquid Sound Records. How you doing, Ian? Good. Good. Casual Friday. I'm chilling in my PJs. I give no fucks right now. Uh, you know, stay-at-home dad life and entrepreneur life kind of gets the best of you sometimes. So you have to uh, adapt with your environment. I'm more I'm like a working dad. Yes, which, <laughs> I mean, there are pros and cons to both. I'm, I'm learning a lot doing this new thing that they call stay-at-home dadding. Um, anyways, we got a fun episode today. We are reviewing your music. How cool is that? Uh, through the last, what, three weeks, I say, we, we've been advertising to submit uh, your music to our podcast email, and we've gone over a bunch of tracks, and we have about 20 tracks to, to review of yours. Uh, we're going to do it not just like reaction. You know how those YouTube reaction videos and stuff. It's more than that. We're going to actually like grade it and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. And it'll be a really good chance for a lot of people to hear your music. Um, and this will not be the only time we do it. We're going to do this periodically. Uh, just to, you know, we want to give back. We've been interviewing a lot of really big artists and bands that already have the press, right? But this is a really good way for us to pay homage to the, not necessarily local, but like the underground artist and band out there. So it's just a cool idea that we came up with to give uh, people a, a nice outlet that they don't normally have. So I'm really excited. You excited? Very much. Yeah, definitely. Let's hear what uh, Akron has to offer. It's not or, just Akron. Wherever. There's, we've got, <laughs> we've got bands from Europe in this. Really? Got, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. So, uh, and they're all underground. None of these, none of these groups are like, I don't know, like A-list radio types yet. Maybe, maybe They're with our, our help, radio. maybe, well, I don't even, <laughs> this is not a radio, but with our help, they will, uh, maybe take that next step. We'll see. Um, so before that, have you checked out Mandalorian yet? You Star Wars fan? Please tell me uh, you're Star Wars fan. Well, I saw that they actually, EA actually did something with the Star Wars franchise. It's not what you're asking me, but. Are you talking about games? Yes, okay. they they made. Uh, They've ruined it already. I can't imagine. No, this respawn. Is... Respawn actually made a good game. I haven't played it yet, but I've done a lot of watched a lot of reviews and what's stuff, it called? And people have nothing but good things to say. It's called. Um, it's like Lost Order or something. Yeah, it's like the new like Jedi seen, Jedi yeah. Academy thing yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I've seen. Trailers it's supposed for that. to be really good, which is good. So what what were you saying? Though, so no that? no no, and, and to speak on that with the Star Wars video games, I've been way more about like the battle games than the saga games. Um, like I played Knights of the Old Republic and all that. Well, and stuff. they killed and Battlefront too. They did with the loot boxes, and then they yep. fixed it, but it was too late. It was too late. Um, I uh, that game entertained me for maybe a month or two. Um, but no, the big the big talk of the town right now is the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Um, new. Star Wars miniseries directed by John Favreau. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Dave Fil- Filoni is the executive producer, and 
something that I'm a big Star Wars fan and something that Star Wars fans know is that if you have Dave Filoni on on something, it's going to feel like old Star Wars, whereas the new trilogy, that doesn't have Do you like the new trilogy? Not at all. I like it. No, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels like something trying to be Star Wars, but it's too... um, The direction and the production is, is so different than what I'm used to with what Lucasfilm used to be that... Uh, just not doesn't interest me anymore. I, I don't know. It's like I and and I am a very big fan. I don't dabble in the expanded universe stuff. I like all canon, hmm. but um, you know I've watched Clone Wars, catching up on Rebels right now, um, all that stuff. It, there's so much that goes into making a good Star Wars film or TV series, um, not just from like a storyline standpoint, but like the direction and the production and the cinematography. And there's, you have to be very careful with something as big as star Wars because you can fuck it up so easily. You know what I mean? I mean, people say the same about other stuff too. It's people like you that expect a certain formula. And then if they don't get that formula handed to them on a silver platter, they're like, Oh my God, the world's over. I wouldn't say a formula though, because it's (laughs) It's not like I sit there and watch Dave Filoni produce star Wars things. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh yeah, expecting that to happen. Mm -hmm. But it, there's, George Lucas, when he sold Lucasfilm to Disney, he gave up all of his creative rights. Right. And he doesn't, I mean, he actually, he dabbled in, in helping with the Mandalorian. Right, they asked him, they asked him for some help. Right, stuff, but like but. you can tell that he has zero input on the new trilogy because it doesn't feel like, like his old stuff. And listen, he's not the greatest writer, you can tell. He made good actors sound awful, like we all know this. Yeah. But his, his storybooking is is what makes Star Wars that there's a lot of depth you know there's a lot it's not just Luke and Leia and Han and, and the whole you know basic Skywalker saga there's so much background to it and if you are a Star Wars fan and you don't understand all of that background just by being ignorant and whatnot watching a lot of the other things like if you just watch one two three four five six seven eight nine without going into the backstory it's going to mean a lot different than mm-hmm. somebody who does watch a lot of the backstory stuff i'm not talking expanded universe i'm just talking canon i know i'm getting a little nerdy but that's oh, all right it's like dungeons it's, and dragons to make a good uh, go. world you have to have lots of minor background stuff or otherwise there's going to be gaps did you see the new south park where they did dungeons and dragons no oh dude you got to watch it they had the it was the uh the episode where they make fun of um trans guys and girls sports mm-hmm. and the girls are really good at D and they create their own club it's really funny but i thought of you because i they were playing and they were saying all this shit i'm like oh ian would know what that means yeah <laughs> i have I'll no have to idea. watch it yeah you will um all right so yeah i just wanted to talk about that see if you had any interest because it is the talk of the internet right now besides the tesla cyber truck the, <laughs> the cyber truck which i actually like the halo I love of it. it looks like a warthog if i if i had 40 grand to drop on a truck right now i would i would buy a tesla that's all truck. it is yeah 40g that's that's it. It for they have three different models the the intro model um without the self-driving and it's like a single motor or whatever uh rear wheel drives at all-wheel drive it's 40 grand rear wheel on a truck well yeah most trucks are rear wheel well they're rear all wheel, wheel. god real real rare yeah most trucks yeah. most trucks are i mean it wasn't even a thing until the last 10, 15 years where they had all-wheel drive. True. Or 4x4 trucks. 
Sure, that makes so. sense. Well, I'm just used to the, Unless the you new had, stuff. Like, military but, shit. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the internet is full of that. The Mandalorian and Miles Garrett, which I'm sure you don't know much. It's sports ball. So. Oh, no, I why? <laughs> hey, man. When something like this happens in sports ball and, and it's Cleveland, yep. you know, it's like that's it's like, like it's like it's that's what you get when you come to Cleveland. You at get, least you're you not get, like Brad Bergman. Like, listen, I love you, Brad, but like he posts posts like, why is my timeline filled with sports? Like, you know, some people actually like sports. I mean, it got kind of old, but yeah. <sighs> it depends. Like, if you're that into it, like I am, and like a lot of people are, then it's like I'm not. Uh, it's I, I know you're not. <laughs> And it's old now, believe e-sports. me, I'm sick of hearing That's the only it, sports I watch. Yeah. E-sports. The one where people don't actually do any physical activity. Damn right. It's all just uh, yeah. hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination. In real tactics. Tactics. Yeah, because you throw the e-ga- e-gamers or whatever you call them onto a real battlefield and they would just thrive. Right? Well, actually, they, oh, they use okay. video games to train the army, but you know. <laughs> no, I don't I don't believe that for a second. Uh, yeah, but, but the people in the army, like... Arma. They are also physically trained. Yeah, well, I know lots of gamers that are physically fit. Listen, I've turned on TNT has esports on every now and then, USA and all that, and I've thrown it on. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Spike, not Spike anymore. What's it called now? Uh, Paramount Network. Like they, a lot of these these networks do, and I'll throw it on every now and then. But most of the kids that are sitting in those chairs are not. And listen, I'm not super athletic myself. I would be the first one to die on the battlefield. But a lot of these kids, <laughs> a lot of these kids aren't either. So like, let's not kill well, ourselves. Hey man, you here. watch football, but you don't go out and play it. Well, yeah, but I don't have no aspirations to do so. You're sitting here saying that they that the gamers would be good on the battlefield. I'm not saying I'd be a good football player. I'd be a terrible football player. I'd be a good <laughs> coach. I'm really good at the X's and O's. But that's that's a whole different story. You know, are, are there coaches in esports? Oh yeah. And what do they coach? Oh yeah, there's it's a big it's a big thing now. But like what what is what goes in without getting into too uh, much detail, like what goes into coaching esports? Just tactics and uh working as a team and making sure they actually do um exercises and stuff like physical exercises okay. to keep them mentally um Are there penalties during like matches? Oh yeah. Like what what would be a penalty? Like I I mean generically. Well, not so based. something like like for example like the Miles Garrett thing. Something happened recently. What a kid threw a controller at another no, kid. No no no. no. <laughs> I'll tell you. It it was it's just like controversial stuff. Sure. So, at a uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone is made by Blizzard. Okay. Um, and they were having a big uh, competition. Is that like an RPG or something. It's a card game, but oh. an online card game. It's really really popular. Okay. Anyway, so, um. They were having a competition mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Well, okay. one of the Hong Kong um, competitors said something, and he's like really popular, really big guy. And uh, he said something about Hong Kong pro the protests. Ah, yes, and got banned. But it's the same that thing, like sense. with regular sports, esports. You know, there's there's guidelines, there's rules, and you know, there's there's training. Now, is there ever an issue and, with with the uh, false equivalencies of the punishment. So, for example, Ben Roethlisberger is the starting quarterback of Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been hurt all year, but he got banned a few years ago for four games mm-hmm. for raping somebody. Okay. Oh, there's stuff like that. But yeah. Miles Garrett got banned six or more for just hitting someone with a helmet. I think that rape is a lot worse than that. Well, yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, I think because it happened during the game. 
on. It's just a bad look for the shield, whereas ex- no one saw the rape, so God forbid we ex- could just brush it And, and that's rug. what that boils yeah, down it's to. Ridiculous. And unfortunately, in our world, that's the way things it are. It is, but it's wrong. Like I just, it's unfortunate, <sighs> but yeah, when you, yeah. I mean, when you do something stupid on national television during the game, which they're paying for, it's like if I got pissed off at a coworker and go beat him up the head with a fucking car part. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be fired. Probably, at least, if not uh, criminal charges. But then that's actually something they were right. they were no matter saying. how no matter how much they'd be pissing me off. But hey, that's the Cleveland way. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had an argument with somebody on Facebook about the whole thing, and they said, "Oh, you sound like such a Clevelander." I'm like, "That's just a trivial way of of like t- insulting hey, me man. that doesn't affect we're, me we're, whatsoever." If, and like, if you're from around here. You almost take it in pride. Yeah, like doesn't. That's not like a, a insult. I'm just like it's, okay. It's, if anything, it's like a compliment. Yeah, I'm like okay, great. That's cool. Like what else? Okay, whatever. Right. So, all right, let's get down to it. Just a couple things that were on top of my head. Um, we uh made a rubric here, and if, so those that don't know what a rubric is, uh, it is like a grading system for your music. So, and we, I tried to make this so that it would be applicable to all genres because we have rap we have hip or uh metal we have edm we have a lot of stuff on this that were submitted to us so um the four categories that we're going to rate are composition meaning how your song is structured is it is it does it flow well does it uh does it have a message does it tell a story uh recording quality that's kind of self-explanatory did you actually invest some time and money to go to a studio and and record um you know to what, what something you would hear on the radio, so to speak. Not necessarily, you know, the music itself, but the quality of it. Uh, musicianship, this goes into just, you know, are you playing your instruments well? Or are you working with the production well? There's a lot of different ways you can go about explaining musicianship, but it's all about the actual non-vocal uh, talent in the music. And uh, finally is lyricism writing, and that touches on the vocal talent. Or if no vocals, that touch touches on the writing of the actual song as a whole. Um, so four things that are pretty explanatory. I have them in three categories, uh, industry standard, emerging and developmental. So I uh, tried to be, you know, PC with that. I wasn't going to go good. Okay. Awful. Like that's not what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to tell anybody that the music is awful. Um, just because you might get emerging or developmental on some categories, that doesn't mean we don't like it. That just means that there are certain parts. Everybody's music needs work. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Even, Criticism. Yeah, everybody in the is, is even the top people that are in the award shows and on radio and stuff. They all still need work. There's nobody out there that's perfect. Maybe Frank Sinatra. That's uh, <laughs> man. Everybody starts somewhere. Man. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and it's by taking criticism. It is. So please be able to do that if you submitted your music or if you're going to submit in your future in the future. We're not saying that we're the end-all, be-all. These are just our opinions, but we're also not going to pull any punches here. We're just going to tell it like it is. I want to be honest with you in a tasteful way, of course, um, but definitely want to be honest with our opinions. Um, And the other caveat is a couple of artists submitted their music that I personally manage, so I'm not going to grade those just to separate my bias. So I'll let you do that, and I'll kind of respond to your feedback. Um, okay. There's just a few of those. Most of them Put are me on not, the spot. So, hey, you know, <laughs> that's what we got to do. And I'm just going alphabetically here, so please uh, don't take it as if you're first or last that it means something else. So let's start out, and this is actually a client of mine. Let me maximize this window here so I can read the titles properly. Is that going to work? All right, so the, the 
yeah, we, we got some stuff here. So the first song we're going to review is by Enigma uh, or Three Enigma. I never actually asked him. He's a client of mine. I never actually asked him how to pronounce that if it's Enigma or Three Enigma. Either way, uh, we're just going to call it Enigma. Uh, this song is called No Problem. No time for hate or competition, no. Way too busy trying to win in my position, yeah. Let them say what they gon' say, but that's gon' cost them. Cut off game so crazy, I does it with no problem. I got no problem, I got no problem, no problem. I got no problem, don't bother me at all, no problem. I got no problem, I got no problem, no problem. I got no problem, don't bother me at all. All right, Ian, I'm going to give it to you since there's somebody I managed. I heard that verse, too. It sounded like it went in. Oh, he does. He goes <laughs> in. Just take my word for it. I can only play 30 seconds just to make sure that we're good with copyrights and stuff. Um, but uh figured the hook would be good for that. So tell me uh, how you grade that. If you need to hear it again, let me know. But uh how uh, grade it. So we'll just start at the top of the composition. And then, obviously, industry strand, industry standard being the best developmental being we need some work right um composition i would say that it's uh a mix of industry industry standard and emerging the reason why i say that is i feel like there could be some development it's it's almost there but it's not quite there i feel like there could be some development with um the the way that the lyrics are written with the music itself, mm-hmm. you know, not so much a lyric, the lyrics itself, but the way that it goes with the music. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like play off the beat rather than be a slave to the beat. Is that how you? Yeah, you know? yeah, because there's like in, in the in the no problem part, it's it's really pronunciated, mm-hmm. which I understand that it probably needs to be, but like. Um, feel like in certain places it could have went off the tangent a little bit more. Sure. So. I what I do like about it is he's not he's not mumbling and I don't mean to like mumble rap, but he's not mumbling. Right. He's very um articulate. Articulate and not just that, but he's using his his vocal tones as a singer would, not just a rapper. So I think that's what I like is that it's offering variety. It's not just, you know, uh, monotonal. It's it's all it's all over the place, which is a good thing in this case. Right. Um, hold on, I'm trying to fix my screen because it keeps going off. You're good. Um, recording quality, instrumental, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I felt like there could have been, and this might even tied into why I thought the composition was a little off, but I feel like there could have been some, uh, gluing between the instrumental and, uh, the, the vocal Mm -hmm. itself. Um, what I mean by that is... You know, there's things like glue compressors and stuff that kind of glue the two things together. So I don't know how he recorded that. I mean, it sounds like he went to a, an official studio, but it might also be whoever was the engineer just didn't have that same technique. Right. That you're talking about. So I would put that in the emerging category, um, just because, like I said, it, it's it's really close, but it needs a little bit more of that glue magic. And I also could tell in some peaks in the vocal chain that I got kind of distorted. I don't know if that's on purpose or, uh, you know, I don't know this room that well, so, like my room at my house. So right. listening to on these speakers, you know, but uh, 
yeah, there could have been some clarity in in the peaks in the vocal chain as well. Um, musicianship. Um, see, now rap artists would be a little bit harder for that, but <laughs> um, the instrumental is very good. I don't know if he made the instrumental or not, but I really like the instrumental. Mm -hmm. I really like the 808s. The hi-hats are crisp. It's very, very good instrumental. Yeah, um, I agree with you. So I'll, I'll say that about that because uh, we already talked about the vocal stuff. The instrumental's really good. I would tell I would tell the guy whoever you're getting the instrumentals from, keep getting them from them. Mm -hmm. Or if you're making them yourself, that's fucking. But awesome. and it's funny with hip hop because even though the vocalist may have literally zero to do with the instrumental, it's oh, it's a big part. It's of it. It's a huge part yeah. of it, and and it's unfortunate because I mean it's fortunate and unfortunate in two ways. It's unfortunate because the person who does produce it, if they aren't the artist, they don't get any of the credit for it, other than maybe just a a, yeah. a written out credit the artist will get so much credit for it and they didn't do it. You know what I mean? Cause it, it, like you half the hip hop songs that we listen to on the radio that we like, we like at least half of it because of the, the, the production, you know, that's what catches our ear at the beginning. Right. So it's, it's, it's a weird world that hip hop has always been that way, but it's, it's a very interesting uh, dynamic as opposed to other genres. Um, so I would put, you know, just to give this a, a grade, I put sure. the musicianship, meaning the instrumental mm -hmm. uh, industry standard. Okay, perfect. It's very clear, very good. Um, that's where you want to be. Right. Um, the lyricism, I would probably... Lyricism. <laughs> Making up words again. Man, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. This past year, I can't pronounce words. I think it's the... I'm under a, a lot of stress. Life is starting it's, it's to fuck good, with dude. me. It's all good, dude. It's all good. I'll be here to call you out. <laughs> good. I need it, man. I need the help. Uh, I would put that at emerging. Okay. Because like I said, you know, I, I felt like there could have been some other stuff there in the hook. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I that, mean, it was, it was, it was there. Uh, I, I think it just needed that extra spice. You know how you're like cooking something and you're like, man, that, that, that taste is there, but it could just use that little bit of flair to really get it to pop. Right. That's how I feel about it. And I'd love to hear the whole track. Uh, you'll have to send this to me because yeah, I want to hear the whole track. I think there's going to be probably a few that you're going to want to hear the whole track of that we're, we go over tonight. So when we're done, right. just let me know which and ones Maybe Maybe after listening to the verses stuff, the, the hook would sound yeah. more Let me make this caveat but. now because we are doing this a certain way for legal and otherwise purposes. We're reviewing 30 seconds of your music. So please keep that in mind because we don't want you to think that 30 seconds defines you. We're just right. reviewing what is available to us. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that it's there's no preconceived notions or anything like that. It's it's just the way that that we we have to do things. So Yeah, overall, um, I mean, it's a great it's a great yeah. track. It's definitely. on definitely on the way to becoming, you know, where where it needs to sure. be. Sure. I would Very give it close. like a uh Give it a solid B, B plus if I had to give it a letter grade. Yeah. Yeah, similar. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Enigma, for submitting that to us. Um, up next is a band called Amniote. It's A-M-N-I-O-T-E. And the song is Rooster. Oh no! 
You or me first? You can go ahead first. All right. So, where am I at? I'm on the same boat composition. as you. Composition. Yep, composition. Um, there you go. <laughs> the one thing that I noticed, and I'll probably say this a couple times for a couple of these categories, is the vocals aren't in line with each other. I can tell there's definitely multiple layers of screaming, and they're kind of all over the place. I don't know if that was intentional or not with this specific sub-genre of metal. Um but uh, I could definitely. That's that's what I that heard that that I struggled with the most. I'd put that, uh, I'd put that under emerging developmental, but emerging um, recording quality is a big issue uh, here. I don't know if this was intentional either, or if this is just a demo. Um, you can definitely tell that the the drums don't sound like actually. They sound very raw. They don't sound like they're actually plugged plugged well, in. Well, there's you know. a couple fills in there too that you couldn't even really tell that okay. were going on. So sure, and that's something that you probably yeah, listen more say, than I'll I do. I'll say something. About right. That. Um, the recording quality for me, you know, before we before I go to recording quality, let's go back and forth with categories. That way, it'll just be streamlined. So, how do you feel about the composition? Um, about the same as you. Uh, you know, I come from a drumming background and stuff, mm-hmm. and the vocals, yeah, it. I think that they were intentionally supposed to be like that, but like you said, uh, could have used some more work there. But mm-hmm. just refinement, uh, I think. Drums to me sounded really good, and I think that the recording quality kind of kills it. So I'm kind of jumping back and forth here with that. But um, and, and the the guitars, you know. Everything sounded good. It's just hard to tell what's going on. It is, and I think so. For recording quality, I think I'm going to put developmental just because I would like to hear it right. a little bit more refined. Now, again, I don't know if that's on purpose. There, are, For those that don't know, there are a select few, not a lot, but a select few metal genres that are supposed to sound really like kind of like that on sludgy yeah yeah like like trash cans rolling right down the hill. <laughs> exactly um so i don't want to say that this needs to be refined because i don't know if that was intentional i do think if it was that it would sound better but again that's just an opinion um so i'm going to put developmental just because i don't know if that is supposed to be the case i'm going to say the same thing and i'm also going to say that i feel like this band if they recorded you know, mm-hmm. and did a really good recording, it would sound really good. Right. Um, I, I think that's You can tell that the, the bare problem. bones are there. They're oh, yeah. There. I, like I said, because there's a couple drum fills <clears throat> and stuff in there that normal ears wouldn't even be able to tell, but coming from a drumming background, I was already listening for that. Mm-hmm. I could tell there were some really solid fills and stuff in there and some other things going on that were just buried. Yeah. Buried. Buried. And so I, I feel like... A lot of know, EQing, a lot of... A lot of good, be, much better mixing, definitely. Um, right. The musicianship, again, the bare bones are there. I think that whoever can play guitar can play it well. Whoever can drum can do it well. Right. Vocalist, probably, I would really be interested to hear, and I don't know if it's multiple vocalists or not. It just sounds just like multiple vocal layers. Yeah. But I think that if we had a better opportunity to hear the pureness, and pr- they probably translate well live. Um, oh, know, yeah. This, this totally know. reminds me of some of the stuff we've been going to lately yeah. where it's just completely like, fucking crazy yeah. it's just hard to you know the, the sure. this track specifically well how we're listening to it sure um, and and the writing again i don't i don't know about the multiple scream layers um if that's intentional then that's that's good for the art form i'm gonna put emerging because i'm not sure you know right. i just i i don't know what 
the intentions are with this. And again, I think this is something, this is one of those bands that you'd probably have to listen to their whole catalog to understand what they're going for. Right. You know, so I think that's that's a big one too. Well, maybe they can, uh, I don't know, shoot us a message. Let us yeah, know. Feel free. We're stuff. always down to listen <laughs> to more music. Uh, we have plenty of time to do that. So uh, how do you feel about lyricism and writing? Same thing? Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's really hard. It's not... Like the last track we listened to where it's a clear-cut rap track. You can tell clearly what's going on. Sure. You know. Right. That's why I would love to hear the verse of that. But this, the, you can't, you can't. It's just hard. Yeah. It's just difficult. But, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of unknowns with that. But thank you, Amniote, for uh, sending us your track. It's much appreciated. And uh, hopefully uh, we can hear more music uh, in the future. The next artist we have on our list is Birdcat. That's B I R D capital K A T T the song is called one day one day I'ma get my own, I know, cause I work to the bone. So don't get loud if you don't know shit. Better bite that tongue, better close those lips. One day I'ma get my own, I know, cause I work to the bone. So don't get loud if you don't know shit. Better bite that tongue, better close those lips. Take it, Ian. Um, composition. I would probably say. <laughs> what? What's so it just reminded me of ICP and I couldn't get yeah, it out of my head. No, definitely. I, I was going to say that. There's that but it's not a bad thing because there's a certain yeah. sound you get with that subculture of hip-hop. And we'll get into that. But just go ahead with Oh, the- I like ICP. So that's why I okay. thought it was funny because I was not expecting this sure. at all. Sure. Uh, composition. Uh, I'd probably say developmental. The reason why I would say that is uh, certain things are like using the the echo to echo the bone and then uh, i can't remember what the other word right. it's kind of played a lot mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so and then um i think having that lead in there too probably shouldn't have been there uh sometimes it goes to say that more adding more things isn't exactly good less is more a lot of times yeah especially in and i kind of have the rule of thumb where I try to see as much stuff as I can possibly take out before I have nothing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. And I, f- I feel like it would be very beneficial in this specific track to take out a couple elements and it, you would, it would be way better. Oh yeah. And it's just I figuring agree. out Let that. Let your voice be the first instrument. Right. So, so yeah, especially in this type of, of vibe, I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to put emerging just because I, I, some of some of the th- some of the little nuances he has are nice, but um, yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me a lot of that, like I said, that subculture of hip hop, where it's whether it's ICP, Cottonmouth Kings, Jelly Roll, those type of artists. You know that that's what that reminds me of, and it's not a bad thing. It's a certain flavor that you definitely don't get in other right uh, subsets of hip hop. So I <clears throat> I do I do like that we we. Did get a artist on yeah, here. Yeah, this that totally was, caught me uh, off guard. Definitely, <laughs> that's, that's how it was funny. Uh, recording quality for me, it's a little rough around the edges, especially vocally. Um, you can tell that that the it wasn't in a professional studio. It was better than maybe a cell phone, but it it definitely wasn't up to par with with what you would get out of a condensed mic or anything like that. Yeah, um, um I would agree yeah. with that. So, 
So, I, I mean, I actually had a guy I worked with at my last job, and he, it reminded me so much <clears throat> of of him. And uh, I remember him always asking Maybe me. Maybe it is hey, him. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it was like it was just trip. It was tripping me out. Right. But uh, he would always ask me, "Hey, what kind of recording gear do I need? This and that." And he was like recording on a USB microphone. The mm-hmm. reason why I bring this up is this is what that reminds me of. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, microphones we understand aren't. Uh, oh, they're cheap. expensive. Very yeah. expensive, but usually it's a one-time purchase, and you're you're not going and I say this to my clients and other people every single day you're the money you put into your music career is what you're going to get out of it that is a law that's not a suggestion right and maybe so, maybe you know being a producer and kind of having my own home studio maybe I should make a list for those who'd want it I've talked about this a couple times mm-hmm. of um you know just like, like good best better or good yeah, better best type of microphones and different equipment we understand that yeah there are ways to work around virtually any budget to do what you want to do and sound i mean it's 2019 almost 2020 here we we yeah. uh, you know there, i mean there are, shit man when i f- yeah. started making music didn't have you know my shit sounded like like that yeah like rough yeah but i think everybody goes through that so. yeah that's a- um take musicianship go ahead uh musicianship um, I actually thought I'd, I'm gonna put emerging because okay. I thought that there was a lot of really good ideas, like the the double echo, um, just use that using that sparingly, and then kind of uh, the he, he I feel like he hit the vibe of what he was trying to get. Yeah, I agree. The the juggalo or you know the the old school rap type vibe. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's there. It's just getting the certain things under control. Um, but I definitely think there's a lot of potential. What I really like is the guitar, um, just basic chords that, that crescendo, uh, in the beat and they, they're, they're almost like fizzled out by some kind of filter, which is cool. Um, but there's a little cu- guitar progression in the beat that I heard that I liked that you don't yeah. normally find. So that's something as a guitarist myself that I appreciate. I felt like if, if you would just have kept that guitar I think that's every it. so often without the crazy lead and yes. stuff, it, it would be a lot. It would be right on the on the track that you want it to be at. Um, the lyricism and writing, there were some cool nuances. There were some cool, uh, you know, punchlines, but um, it was also really aggressive. I feel like that's what it was supposed. That's what he was aiming for, though. So I feel like he'd kind of nailed that. So, so you might know more than I do. This specific subset of hip hop. Do you want to always be pedal to the metal? I mean, do you always want to be aggressive the entire song, or is there parts that you want to give variety? Uh, usually the entire song okay. for this type of thing. Um, and, so and if it's emerging. not, you need to give, you need to project that at the, you know, cause you can have an eight song album and then sure. have a couple chiller tracks. You've seen it sure. before the ICP and stuff and you know, whatnot. I actually uh, was a big Cottonmouth Kings fan growing up. So that's, yeah. That's but then, kinda... but then all the other tracks, you know, it, you can tell what the track's going to be like in the yeah. first 10 seconds. Yeah, totally. Not even. Totally. Okay. Well, I'll give that one a C plus. I think, I think that's a decent, uh, yeah, decent grade for that. So, um, all right. What do we have up next here? Pull up my thing. Uh, this is coyote X rip Fredo remix. Thought it was sweet. Thought it was talking to me. Talking to me. 
Now he can sleep. Pistol whip you with this knowledge as we break down all the dose. We came up for my destruction and got energy to blow. What you want? We came out the cove, breaking down the roads in the snow. This ain't what they want, this just what they know. Made a piece and rock the language that woke up the time to float. Left a message for the people that came up from out of spokes. We the ghosts, we brought light to live, we bring light to smoke. If you don't, we don't make the hit, it just make you bold. So, I'll go first here with composition. I, I feel like some parts he was a slave to the beat, and other parts he changed the pattern. Um, so that was cool. I think one of the problems with the SoundCloud rap type of beats is that you almost have no choice to be slave to him sometimes because the structure is rather limited. Um, but uh, I think overall, it's an emerging uh, for me. I just think uh, the beat itself limits the artist you know, and that's just my opinion, but I, I so you know, go ahead. I'm going to interject because yeah. I listen to a lot of this yes, genre. You do. I feel like I listen to enough to almost borderline expert. <laughs> um, I'd give it industry standard. Okay. To be honest, this would be something I'd listen to. Yeah. And that's why I give it industry standard um, for a composition. Right. I felt like the beat was there. I felt like he wrote it real well. He switched up enough to keep it similar. I like the switching up, up, but it wasn't like you, you're not. You don't get bored by like the same vocal pattern for four stanzas. I mean, especially in a hook. That's kind of like the thing. That's kind of like the thing, though. That's kind of okay. like the industry standard sure. right now, though. So like, okay, so you're doing it well. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I mean, I I would say that's good. Sweet. All right. Um, recording quality, I thought was. Especially with the, the beat was great. I think the, the vocals probably could use a little bit, like we said a couple songs ago, a little bit of glue, a little bit of um, mixing, maybe some effects in there. Um, the one thing, and, and I'll speak on it again in lyricism, or I'll just touch on it now. But the one thing that that I think it could have used was when some rappers aren't meant to use multitonal voice. You know, they're you're going from different octaves uh, every time you switch the line. And I think in this particular song, it would have behooved you to use autotune for that, even if it was minor, um, just because everything came out very flat when you would switch octaves. So I think that that would really make it pop, and that wouldn't draw my attention to it. You know, there are certain things in the song you want the ear draw to draw to, and others you don't. And I think that was that was it for me. So I. I'd put emerging borderline industry standard, but emerging for the recording quality. I'm going to say emerging as well um, because I definitely think there could be some fullness. And I think when recording, um, you know, the artist was kind of into the mic, but then pulled away from the mic at times because you can tell that there's yeah. w- there's a way to fix that by using a limiter. Yes. Um, so a word of advice Try a limiter. I don't know what the recording situation is, mm-hmm. but try a limiter. And um, I was going to say something else. Maybe like a tiny bit of reverb and also to get more fullness, and this is one of my trade secret tips, um, throw a chorus on there, but like very minimal amount of depth of chorus yeah. and minimal mix. And it basically just adds a couple extra voices. Okay, like ad On there. No. Oh, like, so like so so layers is what you're yeah, saying. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a it's an easy way to get layering, especially with vocals. It makes it just sound fuller. I feel like that's what it's missing a lot of. And then maybe control 
where your face is and where the mic I think is. vocal technique, mic technique is a big thing Polar that a lot of pattern. artists don't, don't think about when they go in. They just like eat it up. Like You do have to understand where you are in proximity to the mic yeah. at certain times really affects it, how it's delivered. And it sounded, uh, you know, again, and this is very, I, I'm nitpicking this, but I feel like I need to nitpick it. Um the 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 mic the master as a whole almost sounded uh, on the tinny side. Yes, it sounded on the tinny side. Almost you want to be a little like, bit warmer. Almost like there was a a little um, high pass filter. Okay, at the very you know around the sixteen k. I don't know why that is. So I guess maybe in the master, just make sure to watch something like that. Cause, and, and listen to it on different reference speakers. I think it, it would have been did, good if it sounded a little warmer. Yeah, it sounded it sounded tinny. Yeah. So that's right. that's what I'm gonna say. Merging, okay. it's it's real close. Just yeah. a couple minor. Things. In musicianship, I'm just gonna real quickly say merging. I think it the beat was for what it is is solid. I don't think there was anything that I have quarrels about with the beat. It was again like we talked about simple, um, and that's what you want in a lot of cases. So. Uh, definitely don't have a problem with with the uh, musicianship. Yeah, uh, I'm, I might even go as far to say ind- industry standard there, because because like you know I listen to genre a lot. Like I said, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's just minor things. Yeah, sure. So, and then uh, the lyricism writing I actually enjoyed. I, I, Same. I think that that's industry standard for me. Yeah. So all in all, very good. Yeah. I, I think overall, what do, what do you think? Like I an think A, like so, or yeah, B, B bias, plus plus, B plus plus. Yeah. Because again, I'm not a huge fan of SoundCloud rapping as a genre. Yeah. So that just takes it down just a slight edge. But I think because of you doing it so well, that's where I'm at. So B plus plus or whatever you want to give it is fine. <laughs> um, that's where I'm at. I'm sure you're giving it an A. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, an A would be. I don't want to give out a way to an A too easy. I okay. say if you if you fix those couple things, figure out a way to get the vocals sound more full. I'll give you an A. Okay, fair enough. Very very small things. Yeah, very much. All right. Uh, next up, we have the band Impending Lies with the song Left Behind. All right, shout out my boys in Impending Lies. Uh, these are a couple friends of mine. Uh, good, good band. Good uh, Northeast Ohio product. Uh, shameless plug: our Audience of Rain is opening uh, for their uh, EP release show on uh, what is that? Shit, December twenty eighth, twenty seventh. I don't know. Go to Facebook, find the event page. It's Impending Lies uh, EP release show. The band is opening for them. So. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, I'll let you start because, again, I know these guys a little bit. and I do have some comments, but uh, go ahead. Uh, well, composition. Mix between... Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it industry standard. Okay. I think it's... I mean, it sounds like something on a, yep. a record you buy at a store. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely. Uh, composition-wise... Yeah. Really good, really good fills, really good transitional pieces. 
I don't really have anything to say other than there's a couple, but well, I'll I'll say that for later. Okay, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. It's very radio rock friendly, you know, that type of, of yeah. sound. Uh, and I think they do really well with that quasi little breakdown with the uh, single note guitars and the samples and then the yeah. big bass drop with the screams. So, uh, yeah, that's all That's all good for me. Recording quality, again, I think is, is industry standard. Who um, recorded them? That's a good question. Not Danny. <laughs> At least not to my not to my knowledge. I don't I don't know. Uh I don't know where impending lies. Yeah, I would say it's up there. I mean it's yeah. radio quality. It's definitely good. Definitely good. So we'll both say industry standard there. Uh musicianship. I've seen these guys live, obviously. We actually opened for them as well, uh in July. Um and uh James, their guitarist, was also in a band that I used to watch all the time in my heyday called Scalera, which was a, a really popular local Cleveland group. Um, so yeah, they, they do quite well on guitar. Um, quite well. The drummer's really good. Uh, I mean, I, I, the only thing I'd have to say is just, uh, I don't know. They seem like they're in the same tuning a lot. Mm-hmm. Just, I, yeah. I have never heard any of their it, other records. So. Yeah. They're, I don't know if it's drop C or drop, uh, so maybe do a Drop tuning me. switch up. Yeah, because tuning does, and, and contrary to other, a lot of guitarists like don't believe this for whatever reason, but tuning actually matters because uh, it changes the key of the song and it changes the how, feel, how, the feel of it. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I'm not saying go out there and get eight strings and and go to drop F sharp or something, but I I do think that uh, maybe dabbling in some other uh, wide range of tunings, not just from like C to B, but I'm talking like... That kind of like makes you more versatile to too. I yeah. feel like uh, people get bored of hearing the same tuning. It sounds like the same song over and over. If you exactly. use the same tuning all the time, so maybe that's... Maybe they're listening yeah. to this or some advice. So I'd say musicianship emerging for me. Yeah. Um, I would... I Yeah, that would... Okay. I don't know. Uh, so to me, just by listening to this track, I would even go say it's industry, industry okay. standard. Yeah, I'm very Very, close. very good. I'm not, um, you know, yeah. Writing. So the writing's good. The thing that I have trouble with is the clean vocals uh, was definitely flat at times uh, when there was transitions up to higher octaves. Yeah. Like when he first started. Yeah. It sounded like he was trying to um, just gain his his range, gain his his flow. Um, And and for whatever reason, that should have been remedied by the studio. Wherever they went to record, whoever was the engineer should have thrown on some melodyne or whatever they or had to do. Something or said something. Listen, all bands have this this problem. Right. And it's very rare that somebody goes in the studio and does all kinds of takes where there's nothing flat or sharp ever. So um, it's not. And I've heard them live, and it's not like that live. So so I think it's definitely something that the engineer should have taken care of on the recording because um, it is to me, not to everybody, but to me, it's very noticeable. Uh, for me too. I mean, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, there was a couple transition periods where yeah. uh, it, it seemed a little rough mm-hmm. in that department, mm-hmm. and I think it is chalked up to that. Um, you know. So, yeah. So I give it emerging. Yeah. Yeah. I would okay. give it that. Cool. Well, overall, I'd say B plus A minus. You guys are still the homies. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we at next? The next up is J Day. This is a client of mine, so I'm just going to have you okay. respond to it. J Day featuring Glitch, Only You. Like, like, what's the business? 
Let's take a break. Time for some R and R. I'm going hard. I'm reaching for the stars. Seeing the connection that love locked chain grips. Successfully acquiring the love that some wish. Easily obtaining the sensation of one kiss. Talk about pure bliss. I need you more. Take it away. Um, composition, very good. Yep. Very impressive. Um, I would give it the industry standard. Yep. Um, I could hear it on the probably hear composition wise hear it on the radio. Um, recording flows into that too. Um, a plus there. Um, it reminds me a lot of. Oh my god, I can't think of it right now. But Tay Dism. Okay. If anybody knows who that is, yep. and uh, oh shit. The guy who did the, god damn it, now I can't think of it. The guy who did the what? Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah. Is that the birthday sex? Yeah, but that's like a worse <laughs> song now. His other shit was really yeah. good. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he did the, the dream. I love the dream. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you're hitting on all this. This is my kind of hip hop. If I had to put a yes. finger on what it's our, I like It's the like most. love R&B, man. Yes. What I would say. Um, Even like you, a Kirko Bangs, like yeah, old school Kirko Bangs. So this is my problem with the track because I do have a okay. gripe. Um, it, it ties into both musicianship and writing. Um, the cut back into the hook mm-hmm. was a little bit. Yeah, just like I, out I heard of that nowhere. too. Um, I felt like that could have been planned a little bit better on on the Maybe artist. Maybe a pause or something or. A fill. or Fill yep. or something, some type of effects to kind of signify. Okay, this is here. It's here. It's coming. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like it's almost like a artists, band that that doesn't go that doesn't actually like hype a breakdown where it's just like it's like it's like artist development. I'm gonna use one of my D and D things here. It sounds it's gonna sound silly, but it's gonna make sense. Yeah. When my Dungeons and Dragons players, because I run a group, and when my players yes, we're all familiar now that yes, you run a group. <laughs> when when my when my players are talking in character, they start. They do something that signifies, hey, this is me. Okay. And now we know that that, that isn't Marie anymore. That's Erosis. That's her character that's talking. So, time out. I got to digress well, here. Why this matters. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to finish. Yeah. Why this matters is it's kind of like, okay, this is me back on the hook now. And there, there's just it was just kind of sudden. There wasn't any type of... So, I think that could have been because it was a feature. Like, the person on the hook wasn't the person on the verse. Right. So, maybe he sent it off. And it's just how it turned Either out. Either way, though, it should have yeah. been caught. Sure. Um, then that's the way I see it. it. Other than that, I mean, that's very small. And then um, I want to add some of the writing. I, I understand now, you know, 2019, there's a lot of clout culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. But try not to appear to chase it so hard. You know what I mean? You want to explain a little it's more? Like people don't, don't know what neck, that is. It's like ice on my neck, ice on my wrist. So very, you know, very, a lot of like bragging or, or like humble bra- or yeah, whatever. Dude, like you know, you don't, it's like, I feel like with this genre of music, like I, I understand and I listen to a lot of mm-hmm. different rap, all the genres really. Mm-hmm. And I understand like, you know, chasing the clout. You know, I chase, I'm wearing a fucking Supreme bag right now. I'm chasing clout. I get it. But there's there's a time and place. Is it like chasing I, the the dragon? You just don't get it. Ever? Like you just chase it. <laughs> but uh, I felt like this track it, it could have probably refrained from it a little bit okay. less. Okay. 
than than what it is. Yeah, I can't really speak on that too much, and uh, nothing to say this about J-Day, because he is a client of mine, and he's been a client for a while, a very reliable one. But other artists, um, I, I, I have issue with it, because I deal with a lot of rather less fortunate artists, on, a, on starving artists, as you would call it, right. on a daily basis, which is totally understandable. We're all starving artists. But then the starving artist goes and raps or sings about... How, their nice car or their money that they don't actually have, and I—that's what bothers me. It's because like, rap about your real life. You I know? think I've actually seen this guy live a couple times before with um. Who J Day? Yeah, oh. I think I have. Okay, out and about, and I think I've even talked to him. Um, he's not local. Really? Yeah. Where's he from? Uh, don't. No. <laughs> Maybe I've heard him. I've I've heard him somewhere because it's Jacob. Sorry I about that. I, I I should know where you're from. Um. Definitely not from... Yeah, you know, I'm just going to say, if you're going to write a song about love and, you know, all that, and then... Well, like, love's good. Like, and, like, and, like, you know, the finessing. Yep. Write a song about finessing. Don't write a song about clout chasing. So, finessing, not flexing. Yeah, and <laughs> you got to flex in the right places. And, yeah. and minus that, dude, this, this, like, literally... I like a lot. I think this I is like so far the best track that we've heard. And I I'm and again just, I'm biased, but yeah, and I yeah. and I'm nitpicking because I want you guys to understand. Yeah, absolutely, we're doing this for you guys, not just for your exposure, but to help in the future. So just keep that in mind, everybody. Uh, all right, so on to the next one. We've got another client of mine, so I'll defer to you. But this is Crystal Brown. We don't deserve you. This reminds me of Portal. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And and slowed down trance. Yes. So this reminds me, I said Amber Shepard, because that's just, for me, you know, really any female vocalist on Armin Van Buren track would do, but. Right. I love it. And honestly, I even love the collab with the stars, so maybe make something happen. But, um, because I I like it a lot. Sure. Um, I will say composition emerging um because i felt like um some of those big um saw pads mm-hmm. were kind of overpowering and um should have been a lot less and maybe not in certain spots um and a couple transitional pieces could have been used um, with effects or, you know, fills into the different, you know, there sure. wasn't really any type of transitional pieces. I don't know if that's Crystal's fault. That might be whoever the producer was, but... Um, right, yeah, but that's you. that's where I'm at. Uh, recording quality emerging again. Um, this thing really needs a lot of EQs yes. in a lot of different places. So I like how her voice is really soft. But like it's, it's supposed not, to be that right. way, but it's it's also just a little bit muzzled. The the vocals need to be present. It needs to be yes. up front and center in the mix. Right. And you know Now I just see whoever she recorded with. That's a given. Also the vocals could have used a uh you know, probably a cut around 
100 150k or mm-hmm. not k um just 100 150 hertz yeah because i i felt like and and the, and the the big overpowering saws should have been eq'd way out of the way to make room for her vocals or right. now, i'd be curious way Crystal, less if, down you, if you listen wise. to this and and uh, go ahead and message me and tell me if you if when you recorded this if you had the stems of the production or if they just gave you a file because that would make a big difference right you know, unfortunately so, a lot of these artists all they get is a file Right, and I uh, and I and I understand that, and that's why. But this is, I make a lot of music like this, right? So that's why I know, sure. you, you know, and uh, you know the drums. You know, basically, this thing just needs a lot of EQ, a lot of filter passes, and certain things need to be brought out in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, if that happens, I think it has a lot of potential. Absolutely, and, um, yeah, uh, musicianship. I would put emerging too for the same reasons same reasons and then the lyricism it's just it's just developing those skills to to know this is what i need to look for sure um writing i'm gonna give that an a because i really i really think that the vocal writing was right there i mean it reminded me of like one of my favorite video games and reminded me of you know arm van baron trance and this is that type of writing is exactly what I'd hear on a triple A record. Sure. From you know, on a state of trance or something. Paul Oakenfold or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, I, would I give agree the writing with you. I, I and the thing about trance vocalists, especially female trance vocalists, are just hard to come by these days. So Yeah. You know, it's pleasant that. to hear. Yeah. I, I always I always enjoy hearing it and the writing is there. It just with the other work I think you'll have a great track. Agreed. And that's what it's gonna take. Agreed. All right, next up, we've got a band called Letters to a Liar. The song is Midnight Life. Holy shit, stand up and scream. Hell yeah. And that, yeah, at the end, I yeah. love a good blah. <laughs> I like it, dude. Yeah. I like it. All right, well, go ahead, start out. Uh, Composition, industry standard, dude. Yeah. And it's funny because it's it's so uh, 10 years ago, you know, everybody's doing this 2009 versus 2019 meme but thing. It's... This is like that, but now... But it's not a bad thing because honestly, that that subgenre of metal, that that crab core, however people want to call it, mm. um, it's my favorite, man. It's one of mine. Yeah, and it, it got so taboo and stigmatic and gimmicky that the people kind of fell off the wagon and, as quick and, as they got and on. And they it. quit making quality songs because yeah. they were trying to just focus on making it gimmicky. Yes, exactly. This isn't really gimmicky. This no. actually has a lot of structure no. and is like actually. And I'll like show you the whole really things good. at the end. They got that. They got that really cool. Super electronic breakdown where it's just like <laughs> that attack, like, attack, yeah, and then it goes right into a, one more <laughs> uh, breakdown and everything. I, 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 I really enjoyed this. This uh, who do they record with? I don't know. It's well, the recording quality is industry standard too. I'm gonna yep. say that. Yep. I mean, it's. I agree. It's there. Yep. Um, musicianship's there. The right. This is this is probably the best song I've heard so okay. far. Good. All right. So A plus for me, and I'm gonna give it an A. I I, I like it as well. Um. 
I'm going to listen know. to these fucking records. And you said they're from around here? Yeah, they are. I'm going to see them. Letters of the Liar. Yep. And actually, uh, I'll, I'll wear my one best of their scene. members, I think his name is Robert, he lives right across the street from me, technically, and he's a big computer guy, too. He fixes computers like, and like shit. Like here? Not like right across the street from a But like on a this blocks. street? No, just a couple blocks away. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that, they, they uh, I, I like bands that do this that, that don't... Listen, it's there's there's something to be said for following trends, mm-hmm. but some sometimes it's okay to like be like, okay, this is the era of music that I like. Let's do this. I you agree. Know? So yeah. I, you know, even especially though, ten years later, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I li- when I saw them live, when we played with them a few months ago or in July, you sent me a text saying, "Holy shit, there's yeah, crab so core." I, at first, <laughs> I was, like, I was laughing, and I wasn't laughing in a mean way. I was just laughing like, "Oh my god, is this real life? Like, this is not real life." This is crazy. But then like it sunk in and I'm like they're fucking pulling it off though. You know, it's yeah. not like it's it's like they're trying too hard or whatever. They all they all look the part too, believe me. Um it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it was just very interesting to see something like that because that was my day of booking band in 09 10 11 12. That was my era of when I booked metal bands like <laughs> me too. all the time and and <laughs> It just brought me back. Oh so God. nothing like some good nostalgia. So definitely agree with you on that. All right. Uh, next band up. Actually, this is an artist, and this is another artist of mine. This is Light with Heavy. We don't get no sleep. <laughs> um, so a couple things about this. Well, let's start at the composition, I guess. Um, you know, again, I feel like a big common theme here with a lot of artists, and it took me a, a while too, and I still struggle with this, um, is transitional effects. Yep. You know, Basically, basically, you know, transitional effects signals, hey, this is the next part of the a song. Nice sweep, it, a nice reverse, something there, an uplifting. You know, I agree. Uh, I, I think, yeah. I think the other thing that that I noticed in this song, I love the song, I love the sound design. I noticed that the drums, the percussion, just didn't slap right off the bat. It kind of like fades in almost which is in is is not what you want you want if you're gonna have a blank space with some like you know uh different soundscapes and and things you want that the drums to come in right away hard it's it's called uh there's there's an actual term for this it's impact yeah yeah exactly yeah so Um, i i would say in the future because the whole song does that where the drums just slowly fade right and and a tip and i don't know you know maybe he already knows this is but um impact effects so impact effects basically give the illusion you know of hey boom Mm -hmm. here's the transition and you can use like reverse symbols or reverse sweeps right yeah and sweeps leading up to impact so it's like a big boom and i use that a lot with akuma stuff yeah it's very cinematic it's very um 
you know, they, they use it a lot, actually, in cinema. And it helps with DJs, too. Because oh, a, a million percent. As, as a waveform, when you're, when you're looking at a waveform, um, you, you can tell when that, all right, here's where my cue point's going to be because this right. is where that impact is. Right. So. And, and so I would say start using impacts, start uh, working, you know, do research on transitional pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, recording quality. I was actually looking at the waveform over here, and it's a lot quieter than yeah. other tracks. And I get it if you're trying to go for dynamics. But in an, ele- in an electronic track like this, dynamics don't play nearly as big. I don't know if it wasn't mastered or not because it does it does look like it it's not fully mastered you once can I tell, put it on the waveform. You can tell a lot just by looking at a waveform. Yep. If your drum signals are a lot more present than your synth signal, you know, or your synth visual, whatever you want to call it, you know that there needs to be some balancing and and those synth levels are way quieter than the drum levels. Now, I Um, will say... And especially the snare. Yes. But I will say on a positive note, I really think that little spoken word vocal did a lot for the track. Well, yeah, I'm saving that for the the writing. Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Uh, So, yeah, recording quality, you know... um, some work there using compressors. Um, something that actually might help you a lot, that helps me a lot, is multi-band compression. If you use Ableton or Logic, whatever you use, you can find multi-band compressors. Um, just slap one. Just slap it right on the synth track, and you'll, your synth will sound much more brighter yep. and stuff because the synth sounded kind of dull and muffled. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do that. I use multi-band compression on fucking sure. everything. And honestly, like I know TJ, this light, he's a client of mine, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of songs, and some songs are... Um, better than others, so I I know he knows how to do these things. Right. Um, it's just a matter of applying it to every single project you do. Right. So I have I I save I actually save audio chains in my DAW, um, Digital Audio Works <clears throat> Station. Sure. Um, and I use those chains in all my tracks. So all my tracks are, um, same level, same level, same, same consistency. Yes, exactly. And then. You same know, yeah. yeah. So I have a same starting point every track. I would recommend doing something like that. Even, um, yeah, um, musicianship. That kind of ties. I, I hate how it ties, kind of ties into composition a little bit. But yeah, musicianship with, with production um, only stuff. It's you know. I would say, hey, hey, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to write the synths. He he knows how to program the drums. Um, I just think it's the overall sound quality. Mm-hmm. I like almost that it's offset, so it sounds like it's a different time signature. Which yeah, is cool. it's got a lot of swing. Yes. Um, which yeah, and I, I, you know, I think it could have used a little bit more intricate hi hat programming. Mm-hmm. Um, that's come from the drumming background. I would almost like to hear a very like tech housey type of hi hat. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So and then um. The, the writing lyricism, I think the idea of really having the spoken word, the deep spoken word mm-hmm. on track is brilliant. Oh, it's perfect. It, yeah. It makes sense. So I, I think, you know, I'm going to give that an A mm-hmm. for an idea. Um, the track as a whole, I'm going to probably give it like a C or something mm-hmm. just because, you know, there needs to be more consistency. Sure. And there needs to be um, the transitional effects. And then if all yeah. the levels were brought up to be coexistent with each other you'd have right. i think 
I think that C could be easily made into an A. Yeah, and I think, right he, like I said before, he has another tracks. It's just about translating, right? Um, translating it to everything. So uh, definitely a uh, good job, I, uh, TJ. I always enjoy your music. So, um, all right, on to the next one. We've got the band Malice Two One Three, and the song is Bloodbath. I'm going to take the lead on this one. Um, so first off with composition, uh, I really love the oscillation of those guitars and that breakdown where it's one speaker, one speaker, one speaker, da-dun, 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 dun dun Always fun. I love the alarm sounding, um, you know what I'm talking about, Ian, with like the... That really high yeah. guitar or whatever that goes yeah. into the... the yeah breakdown the with the, with the bless and all that which is fun um yeah i just uh composition's pretty good i don't know what do you think about that yeah i would say it's pretty good uh i'd say it's probably not quite industry standard it's I very think close it's very close yeah. um try to think what i could say to get it there but i mean i think it's just going to take some more development art artist level mm-hmm um, yeah, the breakdown was pretty generic. Yeah, I feel like it's it's trying to be you you know dun, they're trying dun, to be dun, modeled dun. after a lot of other bands. Right. I mean, hell, you could play that on top of "Screaming Fire" by Bolt from Valentine's the same pattern. Dun 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 dun. Right. Dun, dun, so dun. I say trying to find something that's more unique. You know, more. Hey, this is me. Has a band. Right. You know, um, I'm trying to find who's in it because I. I thought a lot of people from my schools in it, which yeah, they're very well known in this area. Um, I can't find. They play a lot of, a lot of local shows and stuff. So yeah, they're definitely. It's not the first time I've heard Malice Two and Three or seen them. Um, recording quality, I've really enjoyed. I think the vocals could have been a little bit more present, present a little bit less muddy. But besides that, especially the lows, I want I I love lows that are like really pure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much death metal lows, more like death core lows, if that makes a difference mm-hmm. or it makes sense. Um, but I do, I did enjoy the recording quality. Same thing for you? Yeah. Um, again, vocals need to be more present mm-hmm. um, in the mix. Everything else sounded really full. But I think, right. I, I honestly think a, a good fix for that is. Bring everything back except for vocals, like negative three decibels. Yeah, absolutely. And then it would be fixed. Yeah, and I even think the the clean vocals with the lo-fi filter on them was really a nice touch. Yeah, and then maybe try to make the vocals more centered. You know, I feel like they might be a little bit too wide on the the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, If you center them more, they'll be more present in your face. So I feel like everything in the mix is already really wide to have the vocals wide wasn't maybe the best decision yeah so yeah i agree um musicianship everything else. i mean the guitars sound great i like i said i like the alarm sounding guitar into the breakdown that <laughs> that's the only way i know how to articulate it um 
very uh, Norma Genie, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I feel about musicianship. I mean, I think it's pretty industry standard overall. Yeah, I'd say it's industry standard. Yeah, and then uh, the lyricism with with this genre, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cut and dry. Lyrics are lyrics, man. Yeah. Yeah. You and could say, "Hey, always... I'm a banana on a stage," <laughs> and it would it would get an A. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's correct. So. All right, good job, uh, Malice213. Uh, on to the next one. We've got Moon Burial with Reducer. All right, we got Dillinger Escape Plan Part Two. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's hey, that's a, probably a pretty good compliment. I love Mathcore. I haven't heard something like that in a long time. I've never been a real big fan of Mathcore. Really? Ah oh, man, it, you, that reminded me a lot of like I wrestled a bear once. Yeah, you remember them? Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, good shit. Um, I love I guess that. I, Those time signatures were all over the place. Uh, uh, more of that alarm sounding guitar. Uh, really fun. Um. So composition, I would I'd give the composition itself industry standard because I think it was it was really well done for for being mathcore, being a genre that probably goes through three or four time signatures in one song, um, and I you know it reminded me actually a lot of a band that I used to listen to out of Canada called uh, Ion Dissonance, uh, who are one of my favorite mathcore groups. So that's at least composition standpoint, I I liked it a lot. Right. For that. Yeah. Uh... I would say the same thing. I, the, the beginning at first is kind of, that's kind of like okay. Yeah, where, what's happening? What's what's going to happen? Right. right. Um, but then after that, I was like, yeah, man, okay, that's pretty impressive. Sure. Definitely. With the time signature changes, but I, you know, that kind of ties into the musicianship, you know. Yeah. Um, cool. So. Uh, the recording quality needs a lot of work. I don't know if this was sent to me as like a corrupted music file or if it's just that rough, but it's it's very rough. I I think you guys need. A better mixing and mastering for sure because it sounds like i mean i can hear everything fine you know it just sounds like you might have went to a studio that doesn't have all of the tools it's like they, they don't have compressors yeah like literally that's what yeah, that is yeah exactly or they don't know how to use them yeah i mean honestly like if you're on a budget i would even say just find a program you can slap this whole track into slap a multi-band compressor or something on it mm-hmm. or a glue comp- and a glue compressor yeah crank it and then just call it a day like if 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 you're trying to ball on a budget it would make that sound way better um it's just it's just not at all close to being um in industry standard volume level right let alone like there's like crazy dynamics with the snare like the snare just overpowers ever living shit out of everything and if you glue compress it or throw some type of any compressor on it really it'll bring those snare levels down to the rest of the track. So it's just, I feel like this is, this is actually an easy fix for this. Yeah, track. I agree. It's just, I, I maybe something happened. Yeah, maybe with it uh, if you're listening to this guys, go ahead and, and talk to whoever recorded it and just say, Hey, take notes with what Ian just said. And yeah, and, cause you can see it even when you look at the waveform. Yeah. 
Like Absolutely. it's it's very. I give it a, a, blocky. a developmental for me just because I, I think it's an easy fix. Correct. It's something that definitely <clears throat> needs fixed. Uh, for musicianship, again, when it comes down to playing math core, uh, you, you have to be a good musician. Like there's oh, no yeah. doubt about it. I can't do it. I, I, it's not even gent. It's I'm gonna totally give different. I'm gonna give that an inter- you yeah, know musicianship industry standard, and it and it just I think this is why why it hurts me. Great musicians, good composition, but the recording quality. Yeah, that's I and, mean it, it's, it's hard. The right, that's the most important thing. I tell this to everybody. If you're a musician, the number one thing you need is good recording quality. Number one. I mean, your egos. Bro- you could have. They're the- not even good musicians, but they fucking sound great. Yeah. Versace, Versace, Versace. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, writing writing was good. It's exactly on yeah, par absolutely. for the genre. It's just, if it's you just guys could figure quality. the recording quality out, this I could think go from a C plus great- to an A plus oh, so fast. In a snap of a finger. Yep. Really. So. All right. Uh, next up, we have a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. This is Nox Virago at the feet of Eresh Kigal. Satan witches. Satan, yeah. Um, no, so first of all, uh, before I even no, I'll just save that from my memory bank because I don't want to get out of out of place here. Composition, I really enjoyed that. Phil was awesome. That that uh, came yeah. right before that melodic part. Yeah. Um, you, it's very symphonic. You guys definitely sound like you know what you're doing. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm I in agreement. Built in the culture overseas there, uh, especially with this subgenre, uh, Vikings. It's not Viking metal. It's black metal. There's a difference. Amon Amarth it's and like, Demi Borgir. It's like if, if witches were Vikings. If witches were Vikings. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, it's been a long day for me. I think we both like the composition. Recording quality, again, also very well done. It sounds like whoever you recorded at uh, has done this genre before. Um, and again, Gothenburg, Sweden is known for its melodic death metal and for its black metal. So I'm not doubting that in any way. Um I'd say volume-wise, um, it could have been a little louder on um, the recording level. Okay. I don't like, you know, the loudness war, da 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 da. Sure, but yeah, I, I feel like it could have just like a hair. Okay, of a touch of louder on the I loudness war. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Musicianship is awesome. I think black metal, melodic death metal, whatever category you put. Very talented. Kind of both. Very um, talented. You definitely need. To know your extended range chords. Yep. That's extremely important. And the drummer was phenomenal. I mean, everything, when it comes to, to these speed, not speed metal, but these very fast metal genres, you need your to be on your A game all the time. So I give that industry standard as well. Yeah. Um, this is what I wanted to get to with the lyricism and the uh, writing. The vocals, the, the low growls sound almost exactly like Opeth and Bloodbath, and I don't have a problem with that because Opeth has one of the best low guttural death metal vocals ever, and they're so effortless, and I don't know if it's the same way with you guys. Um, and then those highs were very 
mixture between Demi Borgir and uh, Danny Filth from Cradle Filth. It's just I, I love this type of stuff because um, you need a lot of range to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. I think the vocals are great. Yeah, I think it's a really good track. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to give it, it an A. It sounds really professional. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, on to the next one. We've got, switching it up big time here, we've got Penny, Chiefs and Kings featuring Sober Junkie. So the first thing I gotta say, because it's just on my mind, is I'm getting really weird drumline vibes with this song. You know ATL. the movie? Fucking yeah! It's like, what was it? Atlanta A&T versus Morris <laughs> Brown. Uh, no, I'm getting I'm getting those vibes from this. Whether it's just like those callouts or the just the the, the horns in the song, but uh, as far as composition goes, I. I I rather enjoyed that. I think there's a lot of different breaks and dynamics that. Yeah, compositions there. Yeah, compositions there. Uh, recording quality, I, I, I'm about the same, honestly. Um, that really cool thing at the end where it's like rrr, 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 with the with the R sounds and. Um, um, coming from the studio background, um, recording quality, vocal the vocal chain specifically has way. And I mean way too much reverb on it. Okay. So much reverb where it's like drowning the vocals. Okay. Um, I was going to say, and why pause her, because I was thinking about this. I was going to say if they pulled the, the instrumental back and then kept the vocals at the same level um, on top of getting rid of some of the reverb, yeah. it, it would sound, the because vo- the vocals are kind of buried underneath the instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially because there's a lot of them going on. There's a lot of stuff in the instrumental going on. Um, I feel like the vocals need some high end EQ, high end boost. Yeah, I could see around that. around uh, you know starting at fifteen, sixteen k, and then just kind of put a little boost on it. I feel like that'll brighten it up. But I definitely feel like you wouldn't even need to possibly pull the instrumental back if you dialed back the reverb because reverb when you use too much just drowns oh, it. Muddles it. everything else. It drowns it. It makes it sound quiet. And there's certain times and places for it, but it's never like that on a vocal chain. No, I agree with you. Um, the musicianship part, I think the one thing that stood out to me the most was on the beat. There weren't enough snares. It was very 808-based, not not enough. Right. In a, in a song that sounds very marching band-ish. There needs to be a lot more be a lot snare, snare. snare work. Um, I don't know, again, if they pulled the instrumental or if they made it. But I feel like, you know, the horns could have been dialed back a little, um, too. Because horns conflict a lot with vocal yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. And, um, and you know and who does that snares. really well is Mano. Yeah. When, when he was doing a lot of the horns type of stuff back in the day, he did uh, Swizz Beats, did a lot of that really well. Yeah, so um, all in all, I mean, it's good, but... It, it's just not there because of the minor things. Sure. Um, the writing. Writing's great. Yeah, writing's great. Yeah. 
that's again I love the minor outs. minor right. things. Minor things. Yep, very much. I give this B plus. Yeah, B plus. Definitely. I'm I'm comfortable with that. All right. Uh, next up, we have Sean Dizzy Blade with Giant Step. Oh like yeah, that. you like that? I like that a lot. Definitely. Uh, Composition-wise, really well done, especially with the breaks there. I think the one thing that the vocals could have done in that second break is when they lo-fied everything. Mm-hmm. The vocals could have also been lo-fied and then pushed back up to normal with the beat. Right. Uh, there's a difference in volume in that transition piece with vocal. You mm-hmm. know, he could have done something like uh, more of like gotten quiet and rise back up. Yep. Which he kind of did a little. A little bit. But, but I felt I like it should have been more em- emphasized. Yeah. Um, very nitpicking. Yeah. Because I'm re- we're reaching, but uh, dude, it's just it, that was really good. Yeah, industry standard for composition, uh, recording quality. I would give industry standard yeah. as well. Uh, musicianship, uh, beat pops those fucking kicks. I love those hard kicks. Very young Jeezy kicks. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it reminds me a lot of Jay Z, like New yeah, York, yeah, yeah. New Similar. York type Similar. style. Yeah. New York. I'm I'm up in the the city right now and we're bowling out type, yeah. type vibe. Yeah, just in your face. Yeah, I and, like, and it I like your it. car bump. It's great. Yeah, I, I like it. Very, it's all around, dude. This this might be one of the bed, better tracks yeah. that we've heard tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um I'd be interested to see where he's at as an artist. Uh I believe that. that we're supposed to begin management next month. So Oh really? I believe so. I know we've talked about it, but uh Yeah, yeah he's I mean, got I, all the tools. I, I think so. I think he has what it takes. It's just Finding the direction with networking and stuff mm-hmm. at this point, because yeah. I mean, as an artist, it just sounds really Enter fucking good. Enter me. Yeah, it just sounds <laughs> really good. I mean, honestly. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you completely. Uh, definitely one of the most well-rounded tracks we've had. Yeah, so very great talented, job, very Sean. talented. Great job. Uh, up next, we have the band The Static Wake with "Take This to Your Grave" featuring Justin DeBliek. <laughs> Now that's exactly perfect. I'm talking about the loudness war. Oh yeah, that is the perfect. Um, Guess we're skipping recording quality, but loud it's like, enough, yeah, that's exactly just loud enough to keeping most of the dynamics and being up in your face. And we could tell sitting here on the computer looking at the wave that it's literally yeah. everything is equal. You could literally sit if, when you guys send your tracks in. And you know, I'm watching because Ryan's sitting here at the computer. I'm kind of sitting off to the side. I can tell right off the bat. Yeah, you we know, can tell that at least from a recording quality, is this is going to sound great, or ooh, this might not sound just so by good. telling from the waveform. Exactly. So that's something that you know maybe y'all need to, if you don't know, try to learn. Yeah. And it will, you know, visually, uh, you know, yep. your visual. And feel free to hit us up and be like, "Hey, man, what's a good waveform look like?" Yeah, we'll show you examples. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, 
composition, composition was great. Uh, I love it's so refined, and in this specific genre, it's okay. Some like if this was a harder metal, I'd be like, no, it right. needs to be a little bit more raw. But it's this is that that radio rock, radio metal type, and it's really well done that way. Yeah. Um, and just because it's on my mind, because it'll go to musicianship, but. I think this is one of those bands that if they tuned a step down, it would have even more pop. I believe that's drop D. It's very high for metal. Da 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 da. I, I, yeah. I believe that's drop D. If not, it's drop C. But it's I don't think it's drop C. Um, you made something like that a drop B. Oh, this thing's <laughs> gonna freaking slap. Uh, not that it doesn't already, but uh, just an idea. I don't know. Just playing around with. I, I'm so enamored with different tunings because that's the one thing about guitar that's different than a lot of instruments is that you can change so much about one song just by changing how different tuned your string is. Um, your string is... Um, yeah, I think the recording quality is phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have no qualms about that Yeah, at all. And even with the writing, that, that transition from the... Uh, screaming to the clean vocals was really well done. Yeah, the transitional pieces were there. All those cool little pauses and stuff mm-hmm. um, was very, very good idea. Yeah. Um, all in all, I mean, it's the, it's pretty much industry standard. Yeah, the, prod- the, board the product is there. Uh, it's just about do you guys have the marketing? Do you guys have the wherewithal to get that right? And where like I said, you know, with stuff like this, I'd love to see where they're at as a band. Sure. Because it sucks when you have really great product oh. but don't know where and that's to send the one it. thing people forget is there are so many bands out there that are so good i mean like you'd be shocked at where they're at because of yeah. how good they are it's it's like playing the lottery you have to have a lot of skills in the marketing promotional world to get to that next level however even with all those skills you're still playing into a lot of luck that's getting to the next level getting yeah. without getting ripped off too because yeah. record labels are like banks and then that's a whole different fuck podcast. everybody yeah. yeah yeah definitely so yeah i think we both <laughs> give this one an a plus yeah I, that's where i'm at 100 percent. very so. very talented very very good track nothing bad to say no uh the next song is by two fly and this title is let me breathe back up and let me breathe took my nigga took my g's broke open families back up and let me breathe back up and let me breathe once i come i know i can't leave you got tricks up under your sleeve back up and let me breathe back up and let me breathe you took my nigga took my g's broke open families back up and let me breathe back up and let me breathe once i come i know i can't leave you got tricks up under your sleeve back up and let me breathe I wanted to put this track on here for a specific reason. You know, listen, the talent we can hear in the vocals, especially with the tones. However, you can't, you just can't put products like this um, and expect that industry standard level that we're talking about because we we can very easily tell that this was recorded on a cell phone and the beat is so pushed in the back, it sounds like it's almost in the background of the recording, not even on the recording itself. Um, so while I, you know, definitely appreciate the talent and the, and the level of passion that's there, uh, it, this needs to be completely re-recorded to, ha- you know, I don't, I don't even want to go ahead and grade it cause it wouldn't be fair to the artist. I just think it needs completely re-recorded for us to have a good judgment on where they're at. Uh, I would, I would agree with that. So, 
I just wanted to put that there. Uh, you know, so uh, to fly, if you're listening to this, just, you know, please invest in, you know, some recording. Because um, I, like I said, I think your talent is there. So I, I would just be really interested to hear what it sounds like uh, otherwise. So uh, moving on, we've got Westy and Blicka with Combat. Um, all right. Composition wise, wow. Wasn't yeah. really expecting that. It was, uh, especially that those cra- that crazy uh, lead synth there, kind of in the middle. Yeah. 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 I liked it a lot. Um, the one thing I would say is I think the drums are a little bit too busy. Right. At times. So coming from a dr- drumming background, some of the snares were off-putting. Um, I I understand you're trying. It's almost to go... like you used a couple different types rather than well, just one. Well, and that's that's okay, if used right. Right. Um, and and not saying this is totally wrong because it it works. I understand you're trying to go for the glitchy vibe. Right. Um, but there's there's one snare in there specifically mm-hmm. in those snare type fills. Yeah. Um, that's off. Yes. And it's off putting. Um, again, I know they're trying to go for the glitchiness, but sometimes you got to say, hey. Less is more. Yes, and and um, I think it's the clap. It's yeah. It's a really good. It it's a really good idea. I've done it, and the reason why I say it's a good idea is because I've done it. I still try it to this day. Every once in a no, while. No, I agree. And, and, and I'm I like, think... man, at the end product, I gotta cut this because I know that sure. other people listening to this are not gonna understand. Here's a great example. The first go around of hearing this, like the first stanza or whatever, I thought that clap was actually latency. I didn't think it was part of the song. Right, because it's just off by yeah. that much. Right, exactly. So maybe, I mean, maybe you could even keep the clap if you re-put it on the grid correctly. Yes, I agree with that as well. So we'll give that emerging. Um, otherwise, very well done. Yeah, everything else is A+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, the, the recording, great. Uh, the musicianship is obviously there. You've you used so many different sound designs in one drop, and you yeah. made it work. That's so hard to do. Some people try to be like, all right, I'm going to force all these subgenres into one song. And, and this is a weird point, but Combat is a great name for this song because yeah. I felt like I was going to ready for some warfare. It almost also felt like everything in the song was at combat with each other, but not in a bad way. It was like almost yep. like like storytelling a war. Yep. My yeah. only my only thing. Is is that weird clap snare yep. thing? Um, other than that, I mean, this is a great track. Yeah. I I would fix that, yeah, and then I uh, yeah, I'd mm-hmm. fix that, and then put it put it online. Definitely, because it's good. So, so. all right, uh, we've got two left. Next one, they did not give me an actual song title. So this is Wonder Why and Emerald Waves with song title unknown. I wonder why. 
Um, very Suicide Boys instrumental. Yeah. With um not a very Suicide Boys type um vocals, which is interesting. I like it. Okay. Um one thing composition wise, the transition back to from the hook to the verse. You said was, the same line a couple of times rather than you could I, from a lyric standpoint, maybe they could have said a different like I'm um, 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 you know, I, well, I could yeah. and specifically there there was a um in this kind of transitions in a recording too, the the transitional piece from the hook to the verse was just kinda sudden. Um I feel like using that phone beep noise yep. at the suicide, you know, mm-hmm. I, I actually use those in my instrumentals too. I like I, when I they use them. the, uh, I don't know if it's the same I one, but the Nokia, you know that? That's, yeah. yeah. I, I would have almost done, put that in the transition from the hook to the verse or something yeah. to kind of give it that oomph back into the verse because sure. it just kind of happens. That and recording quality wise, this matters too is, there's a big difference in vocal volume from the verse and the hook. The verse was way louder than the hook, and generally you want your hook to be louder. Yep, absolutely. So that, that's a big thing, and that kind of... So I was digging it, and then the verse came in, and I was like, kind of off-put me, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, this is two different people. I think whoever was on the hook, it was a very powerful vocal. And then when it, when the verse came in, it kind of was a dynamic that changed how I felt about the song. Right, and so. there should have been something that said, like, you know, like I was talking about earlier in that other track, it should have been something to signify, hey, this other person yep. is now here yep. in the room. Yep. You know, because visually we can't see it, so we need to hear something Especially with audio. the second clip, it's very surprising. Yes. Right. So I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B. Yeah, I'd give it a B. Okay. Oh, we're running on, uh, what do we got here? An hour and 37 minutes, so it's a good thing we got the last song. But last but not least, this is Young. Is it Young Fi or Young F-Y-E? I'm just going to say Young Fi. Uh, wishing and Hoping. I keep wishing and wishing and hoping and hope. Wishing and wishing and hoping and hope. That we can control our fucking emotions. That we can control our fucking emotions. I'm all in your body just like on some lotion. I'm all in your body just like on some lotion. I'm all in your body just like on some lotion. We be puffing blood and we be cold. Puffing blood and we be cold. So one thing that bothers me is instead of letting that ring out for four bars each. I think you should let it ring out for two bars each and then go back in with another. I would say even one. Yeah? Because it's just so much empty space. Yeah, there's a lot of empty space, and it's a really good idea. I like it, but again, it's... And I learned this early on in my... Um, when I was making you know my mm-hmm. electronic music career is sometimes there's such a thing where you use too much effect. Yeah. And and uh, I actually learned it in my DJ career because I went through this phase where I was just constantly using effects, but it took away from the set and the shit that I was playing. And mm-hmm. it just, to me, it sounded great because I was doing all this cool shit, but to other people, like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. 
Because they're not seeing what you're doing. They're just hearing. Yes, this is one of those examples. You're creating, it's a great idea, but only use it once in the song. Mm-hmm. And to to give the, it's, you know, it's an effect. You want to give yeah. an effect of, hey, this is cool, but don't overplay it. You know, do it once the song, be done with it. Because now you've created too, way too much space. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the instrumental's good. Could Very be a little good. Bit, it could be a little bit higher quality recording yeah. level, you know, okay. a little bit brighter, I would say. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, 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 here's some lyrical content you yeah know? exactly straight up it was it was just uh and again this is 30 seconds so he might have hit that in a different part of the song but even so i think that this part yeah could have been reformed a little i bit. mean it, when you got snares and hi-hats banging and then you're filtering down a vocal but you don't filter down the track mm-hmm. it's like okay yeah it's almost something I'd expect to hear in a production only track rather than uh something with yeah on. and and you know if if this guy does listen to this, you know, I'd even say, you know, do it do it one time and filter down the track to with the vocals. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, I've I actually do that a lot in my own producing and it always gives an illusion of when when the filter comes back up mm-hmm. after it filters down, it's like, Whoa, that's fucking banging, dude. Yeah, you know who does that all the time that uh I really enjoy is Lit Lords. Yeah, yeah. They they always lots of big dubstep artists and shit. They do they do that, and then when it comes back, and you're like, bam! That was like it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're stripping away elements, Mm -hmm. and then boom, the elements are back in your face. But you don't want to overplay it. No. And if you're gonna do it, do the whole track. Yes. Um, I mean, I think it could be a really good recipe if you change that. Just give us some lyrical content, man. Sure. I think you got the instrumental. I think you got a smooth voice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I say, I say, B minus. That's where I'm giving it for yeah. now. B minus. You fix that, dude. You're gonna have fucking track. You're gonna have banger. Yep, absolutely. So, so hey, listen. Thanks to the 20 of you that submitted music. Uh, actually, there was more of you. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to all of them. And uh, whether it's just you know time constraints or some of the music was sent in improper formats and such, um, we will be doing this again probably in a month or so. So if you're interested in uh, having your music reviewed by us. Uh, there's no prize. There's no winner. We're just here to help, and we're here to give you exposure as well. Send uh, MP3 format attachment only, please, to staff at liquidsoundagency.com. Again, that's staff at liquidsoundagency.com. Uh, title the email podcast music review. I put it right into my special folder, and I get it out when we do these episodes. So um, thanks again. Again, this was uh, nothing but constructive criticism for everybody, and... Uh, we really hope that you'll take it to heart and uh, apply it because, you know, I, I like to think we, we have an idea of what we're talking about. So Relatively sometimes. Relatively sometimes. Depends on who Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, coming up next week, uh, actually on Cyber Monday, the uh, Sonic Temple lineup is dropping and we will be doing a uh, lineup not review because we're not reviewing like this, but kind of a lineup synopsis of what what to expect. Because usually yeah. with these these festivals, there's a lot of bands that are unknown that we kind of want to go over for everybody to uh, you know because it, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, uh, it's something I look forward to every year. So I want to do a, a little bit of a of a synopsis episode on when the lineup drops for that festival. Uh, then in December we'll do something best of 2019 in some way, shape, or form of of different music. 
And we've got other interviews coming up as well uh, in the next month. So make sure you subscribe. Rate five stars. Yeah, I, I need a sample. I could probably just throw that in there. But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you again for listening. And if you have any questions about anything we said, please hit us up. On and as puzzles. always. And as always. What? You going to drop? We're out. We're out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>